Kia ora, hello and welcome to the Creative Matters podcast, where we have inspiring conversations with New Zealand artists. I'm your host, Mandy Yarkic. These conversations are intimate, uplifting and insightful. The guests on the show have absolutely enriched my life and I'm sure their stories will have the same effect on you. Thank you so much for joining me to listen to these amazing people speak about what drives them, the way they work and their personal takes on life. This week I am talking with abstract painter Lucy Rice. Lucy is a full-time artist living in the small seaside town of Snells Beach, an hour north of Auckland with her husband and three young children. She studied photography and art at Elam School of Fine Art in Auckland and spent eight years running her own photography business, Lucy Rice Photography, before launching her painting career in early 2019. My work... I, I has been oh, I've talked about it as being these emotional landscapes and I think that's how I paint is that I paint and it's how I'm feeling at the time will determine the color that I put down um, what music I'm listening to and it will just evolve from there into maybe more of a literal landscape Lucy is a beautiful person with a beautiful art practice. I really enjoyed meeting her, and I'm sure you'll love listening to her story. She talks about her positive experience at art school, how she left her photography business to become a full-time artist and painter in 2019, her approach to managing a healthy work-life balance as an artist with three young children, and the ways she connects with her beloved mum through her painting. Hi Lucy. Hi Mandy. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. It's lovely to meet you and welcome to Muriwai. Oh, thank you so much for having me here. It's a real pleasure. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, it's a very blustery, horrible winter day, lots of rain. So we're snuggled up in the studio, which is good. Mm-hmm. It's lovely in here. Yeah, thank you. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to hearing your story. I think your paintings are really beautiful. And I discovered you on Instagram and thought, I need to talk to this woman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you. That's awesome. So uh, it'll be really interesting to hear your story. And I know that you started with photography after university and ended up painting. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing all about how you got to this amazing painting practice. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, tell us where you were born and um, what sort of childhood you had. Right, well, I was born in New Plymouth, Um, grew up there for the first 10 years of my life. Um, We moved around quite a bit. Um, We did live for a while uh, near sort of a farm, and I would go horse riding a lot. Um, And then from there, I would just, I was always into creative things, but I would spend hours just drawing horses all day. Um, Yeah, so that's basically... Uh, yeah, we had a lot of rainy days like this, actually. Yeah, you would. <laughs> so you had to have a hobby inside mm. to kind of keep busy. And what was your family like? Um, well, so my parents separated when I was quite young. I was about four, um, but they both lived in New Plymouth, and I would just sort of bounce back between them. And I have a brother. His name's Ben. He's two years older than me. Um, yeah, so we just sort of rode that interesting childhood journey together, mm, I guess. Yeah. Which and had its challenges, yeah, for sure. I bet. Yeah. And was it, I mean, was art for you at that point something where you would sort of go to to escape? I guess looking back, it probably was. Um, there was a lot of time. I just remember being in my room a lot, just drawing. Um, and that was just my happy place. Mm. Yeah. And even at school. I remember that was my favourite thing to do was just colour the edges of any essay we had to write or little project was colouring the title and, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I guess, yeah, it it was my little special thing to myself that Mm, I had. Yeah, Mm. and at high school, was that something that you felt like you were going to pursue? 
Yeah, I think naturally I just fell into that. Um, we moved to Mount Monganui when I was, um, yeah, about 11. Um, and from, yeah, about third form when we started taking art classes there. And, yeah, it was just my favourite subject. And I pretty much took by the end of it in seventh form I think I took all the art classes you could take I took art history by correspondence because we didn't have a teacher there and just filled up as much art as I can and photography of course um yeah so the, I know all my friends just were doing everything like geography and maths and all sorts but no I just did pretty much all the art subjects and that was definitely my thing yeah um, yeah, from from very young, I guess. So, Lucy, were you um, thinking at that point, at the end of your high school years, that you were going to study art or photography, and or were you even thinking that you could make a career in photography or as an artist? Yes. So that for me is the biggest thing. I think I was constantly um, toying with that idea of how am I going to make a living out of this, and I think back then that you know, I didn't really know of many artists or photographers. Um, so it was a bit scary because I knew I, well, I felt like I wanted to have a career in something and actually be able to provide money and if I had a family one day. So yeah, it was always on my mind. And I think when I hear this about a lot of artists now, it's um, we were told that you know, you can't make a living as an artist. And I guess, um, yeah, looking back, I wish I had of not thought so much about that. I mean, I know it's just a natural thing, but yes, I I still just pushed on. I um, remember talking to my art teacher in seventh form and, and he was very positive about me going into Elam and getting getting into there and just finding my way and then deciding what I wanted to do. I never really thought ahead too much. I just kind of just rolled with it. Um, I don't really know how people could see what they wanted to be just at the end of high school. I just found that crazy. I would always ask people, how do you know that's what you want to do? And, yeah, I just never really... I just wanted to try lots of things, mm. I think, and mm. I guess going to art school would al have allowed me that. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant. And it is, I mean, it's very much like that, isn't it? It's, it's very hard to make a decision for the rest of your life what your career is going to be at 17. Yeah. You know. So you went to um, Enum School of Fine Arts here in Auckland. Yes. How did you find that? Um, I felt like I found my people for the first time. Um, they were just so out there. So not that I feel like I am, but they were just so creative and it was just such a mixed bag of people. I loved that. I just love different people. I love interesting people. I get so much out of being around someone and kind of like you, I guess, hearing their story and and there'd be people of all ages there and it was lovely. Um, yeah, I, I just... Yeah, I felt like it was a, a good decision and, mm. yeah, it was really nice That's to great. be there. And, um, yeah, all the different tutors were quite different too and you just sort of felt your way through it and what you wanted to do. Mm. I initially got into it because of my painting. Um, but then when I was there, I was thinking more about career and then I thought, well, I'll do video and photography and just sort of start getting more into that. Um, but Elam is definitely a very conceptual art school, so it's not really um, about, like, you know, having a big, I don't know, photography <laughs> career or, you know, just it was very different. Like yeah. the mindset there was very yeah. different. It wasn't about the sort of business yeah. side of things. Yeah, it's like, no, no, left. you were being an artist. That's yeah. why you're here. Yeah, which yeah. is great. Yes, which I loved because I – got a lot from that too to be myself um Judy Dara was one of my tutors for a while really and I had Amazing. some really awesome conversations with her um just to like not hold back you know if you have an idea just fully go for it and not care what people thought and I think that for me was like a big moment of changing 
um, how I thought and yeah, starting that process of just doing it for myself and mm. trying to not think about what other people thought. Which is which, hard when you're young. Oh, yeah, yeah. When, but when you're around people that are so different, I think it just opens your eyes into a whole new world of, um, yeah, everyone's so different. Mm. It doesn't matter, you know, you can do what you want. <laughs> so great. So you really had that sort of sense of belonging. Yeah. There. And I met my now husband there in my first year of Elam. So, yes, he um, he was sort of in the same group of friends that we had. And, yeah, so Beautiful. 18 years old I was. Wow, how good. <laughs> yep. That's amazing. And that just adds to the um, the richness of that process <laughs> at art school that you've met your love of your life as well. Uh, I think, yeah, I don't know of any other couples, well, not in our year, that um, – would have stayed together so it's quite funny even the years after we'd finished and people saw us oh you're still together (laughs) (laughs) that's so good but you had that in common I mean yeah it's great the the art love of art oh yeah and uh, especially when I met his family they are all very arty and also again I just the minute I stepped foot in um, his parents home just felt so at ease and at home with them Um, They're both artists themselves and they have been lecturers and um, uh, art teachers Mm. their whole lives. So their house is just, there's no wallpaper. It's art everywhere. How amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And that kind of thing, it just is so, you know, being in that sort of environment can be so encouraging. Yeah, exactly. Affirming, yeah. So you studied, tell us about, you know, what you're actually studying at Elam and, and where you went from there. Um, yeah, so I did a, a lot of little um, experimental video works, I guess you would say, and I did um, very conceptual photography works. So no painting at all, um, really, the whole time. It's amazing. Yeah. And did yeah. you miss it? Were you sort of pining um, for it? I don't think I missed it because I spent so much of high school painting my mum owned an art shop when I was in high school in Mount Monganui and I would just sit in the window and paint for her customers to come in and I'd try out all the products. So I spent a lot of time painting and I was, yeah, I guess I just was wanting to go somewhere different because I knew how to paint. I would paint um, people, uh, you know, because I had quite realistic drawings and um, then I started painting, yeah, people, and um, I think photography was just a little bit different, and I could probably see again with that career side of things more, mm. more mm. fitting in, um, mm. and just yeah, having more options there. Mm. Yeah. So, what? How did you? Um, I mean, what was your kind of your final final work at the end of Elam? I did these series, they were three really large blown up photographs. So my, it's interesting because now my paintings are quite similar to those uh, photo works that I did. They were quite abstract, but they were very um, colorful. And I, I got this model and she dressed up as, it was very Alice in Wonderland, uh, very colorful. And she had this giant um rabbit bunny head thing on her (laughs) and I got her work walking through the winter gardens so it's very floral very colorful but it was very um abstract so it was hard to kind of see what was going on so it was just sort of telling a story really Mm. Um, very feminine very yeah very girly colorful Hmm. which is basically my paintings now I guess yeah which is so interesting I mean your paintings definitely have a a beautiful sort of gentle feminine feel yeah just I guess from the colors you use and just I don't know yeah we'll get onto that in a minute yeah yeah so uh, after Elam what happened then so after that um my well then boyfriend uh we just went traveling and we went to Japan for a year and did a lot of travel in Asia, which I just loved. And India, we did hiking in Nepal and just amazing things. Um, I've got such fond memories of that. And 
I love other cultures and now as well with my um, painting I get so much from the old photographs that I had taken mm. with my old camera um, on those trips now. Mm. So, yeah. Um, and were you using your photography a lot in the, at that time? Um, not so much. I think we just needed a break from art. <laughs> yeah. And just experience the world. And I guess, you know, if you travel with someone, then you kind of know if that's your person too. So, Yeah. Well, we, it was interesting, but yeah, we came out of it at the end and it was great living in a different culture as well. Mm. It was quite amazing. But yeah. I did, and the weekends used to go and um, take photographs. We lived in Kyoto, which was gorgeous and um, very cool, just seeing all the old buildings and the colours. And so I would go and take little photographs sometimes mm. and bike around. We just had bikes, these old um, Yeah, so... Yeah, um, we didn't do too much um, art stuff there. We did go to some galleries in Osaka, which you could take the train to and, yeah, get a good hit of, like, real the real art scene there, which was fun, but then come home and, yeah, be a bit more quieter in Kyoto, which was lovely. Mm. So I guess that would have been really inspiring, you know, being away, but also having that break was quite good creatively, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we got back, I was just... Oh, sorry, carry on. How's <laughs> it going? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. It's We're okay. all good. Yeah, carry yeah. on. Um, I just pulled a face then. Sorry, cut you off. <laughs> no, and then, yeah, we... I guess, yes, yeah, started to think about what we wanted to do when we got back to New Zealand. And, um, yeah, that's when I started doing photography more and more. Um, I would do little shoots by myself with a makeup artist friend on the weekends just to be a bit more creative. Um, and then I actually got asked by my brother to photograph his wedding and also be bridesmaid. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, okay, I'm sure I can do both. Um, but yeah, so that was my first introduction to doing a wedding. And I I loved it, even though I worked doubly hard and had to throw my camera as I walked up the aisle to Matt, my husband. And well, he took while I was standing up there and then he'd throw it back. And wow. yeah, and so I thought, okay, a lot of people had said to me, why don't you get into weddings? And after doing my brother's one and I thought, well, if I can do that and be bridesmaid, I'm sure I can just take photographs. Yeah. <laughs> should be fine. That's a huge job. I yeah. can't imagine it. <laughs> yeah. And so were you actually thinking you were going to head down that wedding photography? Never. I never thought that. It just naturally came about. Um, and, you know, I guess people were starting to get married that I knew. Mm. And uh, I did photography. So I was just asked by initially just friends of friends and yeah, and then it just started growing from there, basically, mm. as things do. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that was in about 2014, 2015 is when I properly started um, my business. And, and it, that was called Lucy R Rice Photography. Photography, yes. Yeah, funny that. <laughs> yes. Um, <clears throat> and it was great in the sense that I could take on my own work, um, obviously still working for yourself and from home has got its challenges for sure. And I don't think people see that a lot. Um, they probably see me having cups of tea all day or that's what I thought back then, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, I did so much work behind the scenes and every day I would be building my website from scratch. They didn't have these kind of um, easy templates like they do now with Squarespace and everything. Mm. So I remember spending hours just writing the oh, copy pasting HTML stuff and yeah, just getting that going and understanding how websites worked and domains and all that sort of thing. So I think that was, yeah, part and parcel of all the learning process. Um, yeah. And then I guess invoicing people and, and kind of running the business like that mm, seriously yeah the financial side yeah which can be tough for yeah creatives. yeah definitely can be um I did eventually get an accountant 
<laughs> because that stuff just, yeah, eventually went over my head. And mm. yeah, I just think I would rather pay someone to do it. And mm. yeah, I didn't have to think about that. I can just focus more on the photography. Yeah, I think that is good. And I think I remember my business mentor telling me once that, you know, get get the people who know how to do things yeah. to do those things Yeah, because you can't sort of be a master at, at everything. No, kind of you can't. Yeah. And, and it does feel good to let it, some of that stuff go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The minute I did, I felt so good about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just – and ever since then, it's, that's what I've been doing. But, yeah, um, I guess that kind of snowballed more every wedding season would – be slightly longer it would sort of start in spring and end sort of late autumn and then even um winter weddings were starting to pop up um and I was just starting to get quite a lot of traction with that and my name out there because it's also someone would have their wedding with me and if they recommended me to a friend and that was really lovely to have a connection through that with people and I loved, I do miss that about weddings is that feeling you get at the end of a wedding is that huge relief. I mean, after a 10 hour day, it's quite tiring, but um, yeah, you feel really like proud and accomplished mm, and, and met some really awesome people and yeah. on their like happiest day of their life. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't really complain much. It's, yeah. It's a beautiful thing, isn't really? it really? And it's quite an intimate um, relationship I guess yeah. that you develop with the people oh yeah I remember I just had to be timekeeper as well and um, the support especially for the um, the bride and uh, yeah just keep them on track the whole day and mm. yeah keep them happy so mm. no I, I really did enjoy that and I think that yeah that gave me a lot of confidence going forward and then um, I got pregnant <laughs> so things um slowed down a little bit I had my first child Jacob he's now six and a half um and but again I could um I could take on what I wanted and Mm. when I wanted and especially knowing if I had a three-month-old baby you know I can um delegate that to another photographer and just do the editing and stuff like that Mm. which was really handy yeah yeah and um yeah, and I remember doing definitely a couple of um, seasons pregnant, fully pregnant. Wow. And I, uh, not long after, got pregnant with twins. So, oh my goodness. I did do a wedding season with twins. <laughs> and everyone was so lovely and would keep offering me a chair every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm quite a physical like photographer. I'd always get down really low and. Like, yeah, I'd move around a lot. So it was kind of harder. I used to get people to come and help me take photos on right in the end there but but yeah anyway that's that's amazing yeah um so how how old are your twins now uh so they are five so I had three under two wow <laughs> which oh was quite goodness. a shock that's huge <laughs> yeah I um didn't know twins were in our family so that was very shocking <laughs> Wow. So you did you kind of maintain your business through that time? Um, I mean, I know you were, you had your business for eight years. Yeah. So sort of how, how did you come to the end of that? And yeah. And what happened then? So I still was taking on weddings, but reducing them significantly. Um, and I naturally started doing family photography because I had my own family and all I was photographing was my children. Mm. So I got very used to doing that. And then just organically, friends of mine, again, had children. And still now I take my friends' photos every now and then. And yeah, so um, so basically we uh, moved up to Snell's Beach uh, about four years ago now, I think we were living in Hobsonville Point while we had the twins and Jacob very young there. So that was all a bit of a blur. And then we've moved up now to a place which I love and just is so home. Um, and since we've moved up, I still was doing weddings, but then COVID hit. <laughs> and that basically I just destroyed the wedding. 
whole the whole wedding industry mm, really yeah it's just been so hard on that industry yeah it's basically the first to go because it's a luxury service mm. I mean also getting married and and paying a photographer and people were doing just very small one hour things just to actually get married in the end but I know a lot of photographers that had to leave the industry for sure it's um and then I guess that made me think that with photography I relied on people to photograph rather than um, I guess then I started to get into painting but I was always thinking it would be nice to produce something and sell rather than rely on a person that I had to photograph so Mm. it's quite a different concept and um, during the lockdown is when I, I oh, it was 2019, I started painting a little bit in the garage and I picked up the paintbrush for the first time. And that was just so wonderful. I was like a long lost friend because I think that would have been about 10 years I, mm. that it, I hadn't painted. Um, and just to have the space and the children running around and being at home with them and they were sort of at kindy. So, yeah, I had the time there. And then when the lockdown happened that's when I started to paint a lot more because mm. I sort of had started and uh, yeah, yeah you weren't able to work I guess yeah I couldn't go out and see people and photograph people for sure yeah so. so I'd love to know just thinking about your photography Lucy did you ever kind of pine for the more conceptual abstract photography and did you ever do that alongside your wedding photography um no I didn't it's interesting once I it? started photographing people that's just what I started doing. Mm. Yeah. And that, and you enjoyed that. That sort of fed your creative. Yeah, it did. And I would take photos that I liked. I mean, I would always I always give people a lot of photos. Even in the family shoots, I would always be leaning more towards even the kind of blurred ones where they'd run really fast or I'd just be in a really weird angle. Um, I would always give them then. I know they would probably just print the really nice ones of them smiling, but I loved that sort of feeling behind that and I always tell my families that come like don't worry what your kids do I've got young children it's just you it's just your family I don't do those sort of posy white shirts and all that we always go out to a beach or something Mm. but you know usually the kids end up in the water and I'll photograph them playing and usually the minute I say I'm putting the camera away the kids start laughing and play you know and then I get it back out like oh (laughs) so it's more of that connection and Mm. I think they the parents love that that's Mm. that's their child with sand everywhere and yeah you know and black and white so I would always give them some so that's more I guess the arty style Mm. of that photography so you, you held on to that which is good yeah and so it's amazing isn't it that you love painting so much but you had 10 years away from yeah yeah I guess I just didn't have the space I mean you know flatting at university I didn't want to take up space with paints and um yeah yeah and then wherever we lived I guess it was the supplies and I I always thought at the back of my mind oh I can't wait to paint but I thought I would start painting when I was much older like as just a hobby Mm. I never thought I would start back again so soon which is so good when you've got little kids to actually and you know lockdown I think was was good for lots of people in that way oh yeah. yeah so creative I got so much out of that and time as a family all together I know my husband is now a teacher an art teacher but him and he is home with the holidays and everything which I'm so grateful for but even having that time at lockdown where it was every day just together and we would do these little art projects as a family in the garage and yeah it was really lovely mm. and the kids when they see me painting now I think that's quite special yeah it gives them something they're quite like proud of me now and <laughs> yeah they see they see me doing what I love which yeah, is so, which is so cool. good and that's such a great thing to pass on to your children oh yeah yeah amazing and they've sort of been there with you through the journey yeah, yeah absolutely that's really beautiful so let's get on to your painting practice sure can you describe you know to somebody who's never seen your work can you describe your paintings to it I do a mixture of abstract Um, abstract still life and abstract landscape 
So my colours are very light pastel colours and quite textural. Um, They're very layered. Um, And, yeah, so composition for me is really important. I like that. Um, And, yeah, so they're, they're abstracts. I use house paint a lot. And it gives it that really nice thick look, um, lovely light pastel pinks and peaches and olive avocado greens, um, lilac purples and things like that. And then underneath I'll have layers of thin layers, so really watered down acrylics, um, acrylic inks. So it just gives it that a little bit of um, 3D, 2D Mm. feel through the painting. Um, yeah, yeah. And we, I use mixed media, so a bit of pastels and, um, yeah, I just, I try to use what I have around me, um, in a different way. So if I had a a pastel or a chalk, I might scribble a bit, or then I might, um, run it along a sharp edge and kind of make like snow and drip it down and yeah I I just yeah I like to kind of play around a bit I think with how I put it on the canvas Mm. um yeah so they're really really beautiful paintings and it's interesting isn't it that you've got those sort of three versions of abstract painting almost Yeah. yeah so how do you decide what version you're working on right I think I don't know (laughs) at the time I have an idea I think oh I'm gonna go full abstract and I start putting down the first layers which are usually really um a lot darker layers and quite thin so I sort of start with a lot of um dark blues or dark greens or dark kind of maroon colors um and then build it up from there but I might have an idea in my mind and then as I'm going, it seems to evolve into its own thing and I can't really stop it. <laughs> and then, so if I maybe had an idea about doing an abstract, I would start doing it and then I thought, oh, a coffee cup would look cute. <laughs> so it will completely change and I just have to kind of go with what I'm feeling at the moment. But sometimes I have actually dreamt about a painting and I knew exactly what it's going to look like. Really? And I can't wake up and I do it. Wow. And I I love when that happens. Or I get a vision or I have something that I, the colors together, I know that that's what I want to do and I'll do it. And mm. so, yeah, it's usually a mix. So maybe, yeah, 50-50 I would maybe know and then the other I wouldn't and mm. just play around a bit. And I guess um, with the whole my – work has been I've talked about it as being these emotional landscapes and I think that's how I paint is that I paint and it's how I'm feeling at the time will determine the color that I put down um, what music I'm listening to and it will just evolve from there into maybe more of a literal landscape so it will kind of then look maybe bird's eye view with then the abstracts and the lines looking like roads. Yeah, mm, I guess, that's yeah, amazing. that's kind of how I think it goes. Yeah. If it's going more into like a landscape, it starts off as an emotional thing, as mm. a response to colours. And becomes a physical thing. And becomes a physical. And then I might get this really strong feeling about a place. Usually it's from my past or where I am now. And I will bring in things of that that remind me of that place and mm. then it may end up more abstract but it may end up then more of like a landscape mm. but with crazy colors everywhere <laughs> yeah so you sometimes your landscapes are quite representational aren't they but yeah i guess it's the color that takes them to that more abstract place yeah but also the use of shape is still quite sort of open isn't it yes yeah definitely yeah. and i i guess i'm more doing these semicircular um kind of like what you'd think of a rainbow, that sort of shape. I tend to repeat that a lot. And then I think, oh, that looks like a hill. And so maybe that's my process if I'm going more into um, a landscape. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And do you ever take photographs of places and, and use that for a starting point? Yes, definitely. And most of the commissions I get are landscapes. And that's nice because I can see the colours in there and I can just run with it completely. Mm. <laughs> they trust me a lot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. how do you take that sort of photograph to that abstract place? Um, if it's a personal thing, um, I guess it would probably come from a lot of different photographs, but mostly the colours to start and then it will be the same same vibe, I think, if I'm just the emotional side of it. Mm. Um and also the spiritual side of it too. I'm very in touch with that. So, yeah, I um, yeah, it they every painting is so different. Sometimes I think that they don't look cohesive as a whole, but you know, everyone seems to say that I they, think they are, do. are definitely yeah. mine. Oh, so. definitely. You can really spot a Lucy Rice for oh, sure. See, yeah. Sometimes I go went into like a really. Um, my first collection actually was the more turquoisey light blues mixed with the peaches, and it was a lot of sea-based, um, these kind of abstract seascapes, and that was just I just felt so compelled to paint those colours. And then now I've done this late, latest collection is all very pink and girly again, which is what I kind of started painting. Um, so then I'm like, how does this relate? But I always have a bit of pink or something mm. in my other paintings. Yeah, I'm a bit the same, actually. <laughs> yeah. I can't help, you know, I'm, I'm quite drawn to pink. And, and pink is one of those colours, you know, it's quite opposing. I mean, some artists just yeah. would be horrified to use pink. I know, but there's some really lovely pinks. Mm. It's like really earthy. I mm. love that dusky pink colour. It's just very subtle. Yeah. I don't like, um, yeah. I mean, and it's beautiful. I mean, it's just, I'm so drawn to it. And then I love the way you use quite earthy colours, like you said, with the olive, but also beautiful mustards and ochres and yeah. um, and other gorgeous, quite earthy colours that complement those more pastel colours so beautifully. At the moment, I'm kind of into wanting to do some abstract um, ones with more black in it. Mm. which is quite different yeah I can't actually imagine yeah well I did do one actually and I don't know where that one came from and it hardly had any pink in it but it was um black and mustards and very kind of steel blues greys mm. yeah very Beautiful. I don't know where that came from but I thought oh that's interesting I'd like to do a bit more of that mm. um, yeah and how do you actually work um, do you sort of work on a collection for a specific event or is each individual piece, you know, a piece of its own or how, how do you work with your painting? Um, it, I've realised that doing more of a collection style is quite nice because I have all the similar colours ready to go and I love the look when I step back and they do look cohesive. It's quite nice to mm. think, oh, this tale's a little story. Mm. So, yeah, I, I I love doing that first one that I did and um, I got a lot out of that and it felt, yeah, it just felt more finished at the end. But prior to that I was doing, was just playing around and I would do a painting and then I'd do another. And they mm. could be very different mm. and just have different themes. And I did a painting of carrots and I did a <laughs> painting of um little salt and pepper shakers to start and and they would just be floating in the space of complete abstraction so um yeah it, it just kind of helped me zone in and kind of think more and be more um organized and mm. just do it properly yeah mm. and also I like buying a whole lot of canvases and having them there and all white and thinking, oh, what am I going to make on them? Rather than just drip drab one at a time. And yeah. It's quite fun to just think, okay, cool, this is... Yeah, this it's is quite motivating. Yeah. And then do you start working on a number of canvases at one time? Yeah, yeah. So I'll usually have like three or four on the go, even now if I've got um, some commissions and things that I'll... Yeah, about four usually mm. that can fit happily. <laughs> and do you um, ever do drawing to start with? Um, sometimes. I do more and more now. Um, but I I sort of think, I feel it's very intuitive for me, the process of painting, that 
I still would rather just go at it and go and change it as I go and paint like that, which feels more me than really organized and, and put, you know, drawing it out, mm. um, kind of restricting too, because you can't just have real fun with a whole lot of big paint, um, strokes and, I definitely love painting on big canvases the most. So if only my space could fit really big ones everywhere, that would be ideal. Um, oh yeah, I just have a bit more freedom and mm, can kind of yeah. do what I want on it and mm. I love it. But when it's a smaller canvas, I oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're restricted. Yeah, I and do. And do you think your your practice is quite experimental? I mean, obviously you kind of you do work intuitively, like you said. But is there sort of a lot of experimenting with materials and tools and that kind of thing as well? Yeah, I think when I first started, um, I, I think I'd played around a lot with what I liked and just figuring out with what worked on a canvas and what didn't. And there were lots that I threw away for sure. And I mean, I I just had fun with coffee wax, um, coffee and um, wax of a candle one time. Because I thought, oh, why not? Just see what happens with them combined. And yeah, I love doing that every now and then is just trying out different things and mm. seeing what works. But um, I think now I I have certain things that I go to and ha- and what I use and what I like using. And yeah, so now it's probably more of just the same. Yeah, um, I guess you've sort of fine-tuned it to what you love yeah, the most. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I love some of your titles. They kind of give us, I guess, give the viewer a little sneak into into what you're thinking, which yes. is kind of nice when, when it's an abstract yeah. work. Um, how do you go about titling your work when it's not necessarily responding to a certain thing? Yeah, um, a few paintings I've known what I wanted to paint and I knew the title already. So that's been quite lovely. But all the other times, it's just at the end, and I will stand back, and then it will just a word will come to me, or a little sentence um, of just how I was feeling, or the response, maybe emotionally, or um, yeah, depending on which collection it was, I guess. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. It's so good. And I like the way you write your name. I'm going to ask actually guests <laughs> how they sign their, their name on the, on their work. I'm going to start asking that question because it's such an interesting one, isn't it? And I think it's it's quite hard often to kind of, when you first start painting, to decide how you want to write yeah, your name. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so can you describe your signature? Yeah, so I just write Rice, which is my maiden name. Um, my dad actually recently asked me, why do you write rice? (laughs) And I guess maybe it was just because of the photography and I've just had, it's a business thing. I don't know, but also it's easy to remember and it's easy to write compared to my married name. Um, yeah. And I just like the look of it. And then I do a little rice grain. So I write R-I-C-E and there's a little a little dash which looks like a grain of rice right <laughs> I wondered I about that dash yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's the Just dash and then, and then rice yeah yeah yep. and yep. in capital letters yes yeah and where do you like to place it bottom right very traditional I guess yeah although it's not right in the corner is it it's kind of oh it depends because usually in the corner I always do something kind of more detailed and I don't want to take away from the detail of mm. that but then I'm sort of looking more I'm, I, maybe I shouldn't sign it I don't know I, yeah, what I do you mean, mean, I you signed it at the sign back. It on the front, do you mean? Yeah. Why do you, Why do you think that? I don't know. I just feel like it might take away from the painting, uh, or be a bit. Oh, here I am. Uh, I don't know. If I find it a little bit cringe doing it, to be honest. Um, but that's why I make it fun. Put the rice grain. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Maybe I'll just do a grain. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, or a bowl of rice or something. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a funny one, isn't it? I think it, it will be really interesting to talk to lots of different guests I about think that so too. But... You know, making that decision. Yes. Whether you put it on the painting, on the side of the painting, or um, yeah, yeah, how you approach it, and you use a fine brush with paint. Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, I just do it. However, yeah, I'm not super finicky with how Mm. it looks or anything Mm. at all i think it works really well (laughs) 
on the Thank front. <laughs> yeah, okay. I do. I mm. think it's I think it's good. Yeah, but it's it's a very interesting one. And yeah. I think there's lots I think of different approaches. that's a really interesting question yeah. too. I think I'm going to mm. note that down, yes, come back to for it. sure. And uh, tell us about your studio space. Yep, so we've recently moved to a, a house in Snells Beach and I have a whole kitchenette slash lounge area in our downstairs um, which I've turned into my space and it's great because it has a sink and um, got some shelving there and yeah it's quite it's better than being in the garage which we were in I was just painting in there and then I would have the kids bikes leaning up against my table or (laughs) my easel and all (laughs) so now it's my zone and yeah Yeah. I can yeah it's great it's warm (laughs) and is it is it a no kid zone or are they oh no they always come in and go yeah they they always are in and around um but at least I've got a bit of a bench top and yeah I've got another kind of table with my computer on it and Mm. got a couch there and got my plants and yeah just setting it up my like my little cozy space like this and to have people over one day will be great and an open studio yeah it means so much doesn't it yeah oh yeah and like this it's got um doors to go outside so we want to make it a real nice little courtyard area mm. yeah yeah there's nothing plans, like but you know having your own space but <laughs> yeah yeah whether you have time to develop it oh, is, yeah, is never easy I know so I mean I I guess the, the work-life balance and you know being a mum of, of three busy children yep. would be pretty full-on <laughs> but you've obviously kind of taken this on as a new business for yourself and you would have you know, had such great experience from your photography business. Yeah. So how do you kind of see your art practice as your full-time career? Yes, I I feel it so fits with me now in this time of my life. I just, I've never felt so sure about something in my life, which is very strange. And I knew photography was something I would always have and this just feels on that soul level just so right. Um, I absolutely love it. It's all I want to do. And I knew um, probably mid-2020, late 2020, I was like, yep, okay, this is what I want to do. How amazing. And how do you kind of work your your day around your other commitments? Yeah, well, drop the kids off at school and uh, come back and obviously do a bit of a tidy of the house. But I guess that's that thing of not getting too obsessed with having to do the house stuff when you're at home and you work from home. So being downstairs, it's a nice separation. I can walk down and then I'm right, I'm in painting zone. Yeah. And to get started to paint, it does take me a while. I've got to make sure it's kind of tidy, um, get all my paints out for a start, put my incense on, I put some nice music on. Usually it's like kind of fun, um, kind of reggae, or it's classical piano things. It's Yeah, it mm. depends on the feeling and... Um, during winter, yeah, I want to put happy music on, so yeah. it's so dreary outside. Yeah. I just make it all cozy and fun, and yeah. So by the time I start painting, it could be a good hour of just getting it all set up. And um, I found now if I start painting before lunchtime, it's great. So I can do some, I guess, more admin work, like do some emails as well, and um. Yeah, just kind of get a bit more sorted for the day, and then once I get into the painting zone, I'm I'm good, and I've had a good hour at least maybe of painting before I stop for a little break, and then I will finish it off and uh, kind of finish up painting around like two o'clock or two thirty, and then go get the kids. So there's sort of not much room; it goes mm, so it's quickly. Not actually, that much time. It's only really like two hours Mm. in the day of painting by the time I get fully started so and how do you find that do you find that sort of stifles your flow or your creativity yeah I because I guess you know what it's like once you get in it you just don't want to stop but I also feel it's good because I can get a bit obsessed and sometimes I don't eat and then I'll 
I'll go to two o'clock and because I sort of say I know I've got a time limit and mm. I've got to get the kids so I just do it and then I don't stop for a break and then I know oh that's silly I need to just be a bit more balanced in my day or Mm-mm. um sometimes lately because the weather's been a bit horrible but I've been going for a walk before I paint and that is so nice so I just get that done and have that time to be out in nature and then I can come back and do it and it helps me the rest of the day balance my day. But Mm. if I just kind of, yeah, the days I go straight into it, I sort of get a bit so stuck in it that I can't get back out. Mm. Um, But also now that we've got, um, I can paint inside and in the warmth and I have a, a studio light that's like a daylight now. So I have gone down and painted at night once I've put the kids to bed. Yeah, that's and that great. feels like real, like sneaky treat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's kind of fun painting at night, and I never really have. So yeah, mm, but that's it's great. Nice to be able to do it if I feel like I haven't done enough. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is that you're you're being a mum. You know, you're a busy yeah. mum involved with your kids, and you're still able to paint. Yes. To a certain extent. Yeah. And then that's only going to be able to increase, I guess, over time. Yeah. And the more that they are there, I think still with just being winter, they've been home a lot with bugs and stuff. So I haven't really, yeah, had these full days much um, to myself, really. Usually one's home or all of them. Mm. Um, yeah. And it's just like a, a mindset thing, isn't it, as a mum in some ways? You've just got to kind of do what works with yep. your family and then you know, make the most of that, even though it may not be the perfect work scenario. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I do feel very grateful that I can do that and be home and be there for them and yeah. also be doing my work. I just always think, yeah, this is, I'm very, very grateful That's every great. day. I, yeah, mm, It's a good yeah. combo, isn't it? Yeah. It's perfect. And how do you find the sort of commercial side of your business? I mean, are you connected to a gallery at all at the moment or are you doing any exhibitions yes so i am i uh, with endemic world which is in ponsonby road and i have quite a few pieces there um that was quite a thrill just them taking me on um yeah it's been it's lovely to just finally people see my work and and love it i guess as much as i do it's quite a surreal thing really but um, yeah, and then I have a few works in a shop in Mount Monganui, and I've recently been um, signed with Greenhouse Interiors, which is a homeware gallery uh, uh, place in Australia. So that for me was a huge dream come true. Um, kind of still pinching myself now when I say it out loud. And yeah, I just just can't yeah I can't believe that 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 I'm here now and when I first started painting I was thinking oh wow that would be really cool to be Mm. in with them and Mm. and now here I am and wow and uh yeah just again like feel so grateful that that they see that in me and yeah it just means I feel like I'm on the right path you Mm. know when things feel aligned and yeah it feels good. Mm, it feels that's really so good. good. And how did they find you, Lucy? Did they find you or did you connect with them? Um, I connected with them over Instagram, which of course is that whole world with artists, you know, which you can get sucked into. And I, I actually try to not look too much, which is nice because, mm. you know, you would never produce any work. But, yeah, I remember messaging them a few times and then um, and then I was working on a collection um, this latest one, very pink one, very Italian inspired of my dream to just go to Italy basically and paint there and live there mm. <laughs> in another world, right? Or well, <laughs> maybe later on in life. Um, so, yeah, when I was working on that, I just sent them through. I said, oh, this is what I'm working on if if you like the look of it. And they said, yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So and that, a, sometimes you just have to do that, don't you, as an artist? You know, put yourself out there a little bit, which I did learn so much in photography. I got so many rejections and uh, people would shop around for photographers and meet you and then they'll go, no, we've chosen someone else. And I, I, yeah, I've had a lot of that doing photography. So I think I've got a bit of a thick skin when it comes to that now, Mm. which I really, I'm thankful for because 
other things I don't have thick skins in, but it's, yeah, it feels really good to just not um, fixate on it too much. Yeah. If it's a no or you just move on and, oh, well, that wasn't right for me at the yeah. time, then that's yeah. fine. Yeah. And that's great that you've had that experience to help you get to that place in a way. Yeah. I mean, I, I always just see life as a journey and the sort of so-called failures or the things that don't work out <clears throat> as intended oh, yeah. is just part of that journey. Absolutely. And you can just use it. And if you see it as that, then it's not – doesn't actually have to be a negative thing. It's just like, okay, that's yeah. that's part of my learning. You know, that's what I need to do before I do the other yeah. thing after it. Yep, you were yeah. ready, you know, and and um, I'm an Aries, so I want to go at things fast mm. and I want to... I'm an Aries too. Oh, well, there we go. Mm. Yeah, well, it's like you want to do all these things and you have grand ideas, but it's learning patience for me yeah. is the biggest thing. And... I feel now like I'm I just am so I feel like things work out when they are meant to and I actually one of the weddings um that I was got was cancelled um yeah she sort of wanted some uh her deposit and retainer back and things and I thought oh yeah okay she said look if you were an artist and and you'd gone and bought all the products and paints then uh, you know and and she was yeah, she wasn't particularly nice at the time and I hadn't actually experienced someone like that and I was like, yeah, no, that's fine. Like I will, you know, give you, refund you that and whatever. But um, And when she actually said that about being a painter, I felt like that was a little light bulb thing for me. And I thought, well, okay, so what um, a material object um in buying materials to secure something is more value or holds its value in a weird way more than um, booking a date of a wedding or something like mm. that. So anyway, it just made me think. And so now, yeah, it's funny because that was like a, a, you know, the ending of so many things as well with the wedding side of stuff. And, and I learned so much from that. And mm. now it's kind of a blessing yeah what she said and I sort of think oh well oh. <laughs> well now I am painting and yeah. doing this and yeah there you go you've turned it. around yeah. and negatives so it's funny how to be a positive yeah, you can take some knocks and mm. actually it benefits you in the way you think totally. later on in life yeah I um, really believe I believe that and um, I mean, do you have a, a network of artists or have you ever collaborated with other artists so that you've got that sort of you know, that group of people you can go to if you're stuck on something artistically or um, just as a sort of support network? Yes, I've got, um, I mean, it's amazing who you can meet on these social media things and I I love talking to people um, and getting little messages back and, and knowing that everyone goes through the same things mm. um, and it's just, yeah, it's really nice to feel like you've got a little community and you're not there on your own I think ideally lovely one day to have a big studio space and everyone go there and meet mind you I don't know if people would get stuff done if we were talking all mm. the time so maybe in a way it's like how lovely we can connect now on yeah. social media and and just have the odd chat and stuff it's mm. just so cool Instagram does it often is a positive place I think for artists to interact yeah it can I, be negative too yeah well yeah I haven't really yeah yeah, for me, it's been pretty positive. Mm. Um, and would you but, ever consider a shared, working in a shared yeah, studio space? Yeah, but then again, it's like I do like my own little rituals at home. Mm. So I guess I would be torn between that because I do like to be by myself. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, I talk to my mother a lot who's not here. Um, mm. So that's okay. Yeah, she's she's always been really like wanting me to paint so for me it's quite a special time with just mm. her actually oh, that brings a tear oh, to my eye wow that's really beautiful oh. and you know that's isn't that lovely that you've yeah. you've found that place with painting that your mum yeah. wanted you to get to yes I I know she'd just be so happy to just I don't know she's around and real um I just 
see her numbers everywhere and I saw it just on your book number 13 really <laughs> yeah oh my goodness yeah so I went to the petrol station too this morning and it was 13 I was like okay Mum's right, here. Mum's around. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's really special. Yeah. yeah. She was always just like follow follow that and always so supportive. Mm. And um, she would worry about me doing weddings at night, driving home in the middle of nowhere and some, you know, farm out somewhere. And she just said, oh, I know, I think you just need to start doing this. Mm. Yeah. That's so, really yeah. cool. That's, yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. That's, oh, that's really special. So um, is there anything else you want to tell us about your amazing practice before we go on to our last four questions? Oh, my gosh, is it already that time? It is. <laughs> it's, been, it's gone so fast, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I guess it's, I, yeah, I, um, I don't know what else I can say other than I just feel really happy and so like awesome to connect with people like you and and this is now like the new normal Mm. um I feel like it's just going from strength to strength and I'm learning so much and I just want to keep learning Mm. um and I just yeah it's um you're on a great journey I would say yeah isn't it just this beautiful journey and yeah if anything what I've gone through in the last wee while I've um yeah, it's been it's been really hard, but I know that there's that rainbow at the end when you go through a big loss and it's, you know, that's life and you have to just make lemonade out of the lemons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just we're only here once, well, and, and yeah, make it beautiful. <laughs> Such good advice. Yeah. And what can you see in your future, do you think, Lucy? Oh, gosh, I'm terrible at looking ahead. <laughs> Um, I think I'm just probably doing more of what I am and, um, yeah, maybe not worrying too much about financial side of things and am I gonna, um, make it work and just going with it Mm. and knowing that if it's meant to be, it's meant to be Mm. and keep continue making art and maybe, um, have my own solo show, which would be really cool yeah. to experience. And I'm sure you will. I'm totally <laughs> I sure might you get will. lots of big ones or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I can totally see that happening. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to have a really successful career. And uh, for oh. people who'd like to buy your work, you have originals on your website for sale. Yes. And yes. do you do prints at all? Um, I am in the process of starting to do prints. I get asked a lot. Um, but yeah, I want to make sure it's the ones that I want to put out there as prints. But yeah, maybe one day. Mm. But yeah, there are um, all the originals that I have have links through my website. Um, the new ones that I have out at Greenhouse Interiors are mostly just on their website. But I will update and put full links to them all anyway. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we have links to your social media and your website on your blog post and also some beautiful examples of some of your work. So you can check that out, guys, on (laughs) creativematters.co.nz. And on to our four final questions. Oh, yes. Your favourite artist of all time. Oh, see, that is so hard. I do not have a favourite artist of all time. But um, the contemporary ones I'm looking at right now um, would be Ash Holmes as an Australian painter she's very abstract does really big gestural things um harold davidson i think that's his name and he's in australia too really kind of funky bright kind of colors um helen dean of course who you've just talked to yes. total like i love her work so wow much. there is a, a little sort of you can see the a connection between yeah, the work they're different yeah. but they yeah similar in, in a way yeah, yeah, I love how she's, yeah. Yeah, she's but, very clever. Yeah, and yeah, um, who else? Oh, Nicola Bennett. I love her work too, and she does these kind of abstract food um, representations, and they're just, yeah, her colours are beautiful. So, yeah, I've got, mm-hmm. a, I've got a, like, yeah, a few that I'm really into um, that know overall <laughs> Artists. Yeah, oh, that sounds good. I am going to check them out. I'll put them oh, at yeah. the bottom of your blog post yeah, as I'll well. Send you them. Yeah, send me the links. Yeah. That would be interesting. 
And um, as an artist, what would you say is your biggest challenge? As an artist, having the time to paint <laughs> is always the challenge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's a very common Staying challenge. Staying in that flow state for as long as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and what would you say to your younger artistic self coming out of Elam? Oh, coming out of Elam. Uh, I'll pick up the paintbrush a bit sooner, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah, just go for it. I probably don't worry too much about what people are thinking and so much about the career side of things and just – yeah, if it fills your cup creatively to do that more, yeah. And why do you think that you make the kind of work that you make? Oh, well, because of my mum. <laughs> She's just always that um, driving force behind it all. And I do it for her, basically. When I just, every painting I finish, I say, do you like that, mum? <laughs> and yeah, it's it's just all for her, really. Mm. that's so nice <laughs> and it's a, it's a lovely way for you to connect yeah. with her and yeah and lovely that she still has that sort of influence yeah, yeah. I'm sure she'll yeah. just be like no put that blue there she loves blue <laughs> <laughs> that's really beautiful yeah. well thank you for sharing and um, Lucy it's been a complete pleasure meeting you oh it's been so nice coming thank out you here. I could just sit here chatting with you I know, all that afternoon. went really fast <laughs> yeah it was so nice and uh, you're a beautiful person and I oh. think your your practice um, reflects that oh. and uh, I think everyone should check it out because it is amazing work and um, can't wait to see your first solo exhibition. Uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, just if anything, I just want to get across to someone, if they are listening, just to follow their heart. And no matter what it is, you know, if, if, if you love it so much, people will see the love that you put into it and the joy. And I think what you're doing is so wonderful when you're talking to people and and sharing these stories. It doesn't matter where you've come from and and um you know it's as long as you put all the love into it and share that love it's the main thing so yeah mm. <laughs> hope that someone gets something from that yeah i'm sure mm. they will thank you so much lucy oh thanks mandy <laughs>